Hello, you're welcome to Still Waters. My name is Pastor Izu. This is a program meant um, to be able to take you through the turbulent times, you know, especially with what we are going through on earth in this period, in this season. The truth still remains that that's, the no, that's not the whole information. So it's good that someone brings a fresh perspective for you so that you'll be able to understand what God has in mind for his people in this season. So today we're going to be starting a fresh series um, which I titled Ways to Overcome Farming in your life, in your family, even a community or a nation. There are ways the Bible has stipulated that you can um take steps towards and then you'll be able to come out to a destination where you are no longer in lack, where you are no longer famished, where you um, don't suffer what other people are suffering because the scripture, the word of God made it abundantly clear that such situations do exist. You know, in times like this, the best thing some people can do now is to start questioning the existence or not of God. You know, you keep hearing people saying things like if God exists, why does he allow evil to come into the earth? Why does he allow coronavirus, you know, for an instance, to ravage the nations of the earth? Um, that might not be the major issue we'll be tackling in this podcast, but in subsequent ones, we should be able to address such issues. But one thing I want you to understand is this that for everything that we are going through God has already known that such a thing would be and not just that he was aware he has also gone ahead of us to make provisions to make a way out of it you know sometimes some people will be going through certain things and the next thing that comes to you is this um, that why me God why me why is he only me but I want to tell you that it's not only you you are not the first person to be going through this. You will never be the last person that will go through it. You know, the Bible made us to understand that there is no temptation which has come to you, which is not common to man. You know, the key word there is common to man. That means there are other people who are going through even harder things than what you think you are going through. But the um, most exciting thing about it is that before you have um, been able to get to that destination God had already gone ahead of you to make a provision to make a way out because he said for every temptation that comes that he will still make a way out for you so that when you sit down and look at it critically you'll be able to discover that this thing that has happened to me some people have gone through it and they've been able to overcome it that's the same thing with what the world is going through at this present time what they are going through at this present time has always been and believe you me i'm not trying to sound pessimistic but this will not be the last time such a thing will happen it might not be in the nearest future it might be in the next generation if christ tarries but um let's quickly look at ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9 he says the thing that has been it is that we shall be and that which is done is that we shall be done and there is no new thing 
under the sun. So there is no new thing under the sun. There has been times, even prior to now, even prior to this century, prior to this decade, that men have gone through um, pandemics, that men have gone through issues that led to the economic depressions, that led to um, deaths in their millions, not just in their thousands. You know, but the truth is, so many persons also survived that era. How did they do that? Um, one, one thing we're going to be doing this in this episode is to bring it under biblical perspective and find out how it has been done before now. The Bible is um, filled with examples of where people have gone through famine and how they were able to come out of it. But first, let's start with. Um, Isaiah chapter 55 Isaiah 55 verse verse 8 He says For my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are your ways my ways say the Lord For as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts The verse 10 says For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not either but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and board that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which i please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto i sent it so one of the things we need to understand is in this season is that for us to be able to prosper we have to first heed to the word of god you know he says his ways are not our ways his thoughts are not our thoughts you know it does not mean that we cannot think god's thoughts it does not mean we cannot follow god's ways you know even jesus made the statement he said i'm the way the truth and the life so god expects us to follow the way he expects us to follow his way he expects us to follow his thoughts in the book of um, Philippians chapter 2 he said let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus so God is not saying that his thoughts you know we cannot equate to it and his ways we cannot come to it no that would be contradictory of his word but what he's trying to say here is this that the systems the thought systems the plans the ways of the world is not the way God does his own thing God does his own thing differently from the way the world does. For an instance, um, and one of the ways to overcome famine in this season is giving. So, in this season, the system, the world will tell you, um, because we don't know when the lockdown will end, we don't know when this pandemic will end, so hold as much as you can keep to yourself as much as you can because in doing that you become wise in the eyes of the world save as much as you can so that anytime you are able to exhaust it at least it could have taken you longer you know but the ways of God are different God said in this time it's not the season to hold back it's the season to give now he said when you give 
in Luke chapter 6 verse 38 something is going to happen for you it's a gift it shall be given back to you good measures pressed down shaking together running over men shall lay it on your bosom now we come back to Isaiah 55 you know verse 10 he said for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not eater but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and board that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater then verse 11 said so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which i please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto i sent it so what the bible is trying to let us know is that god's word god's ways god's thoughts in this season is what will take us out from any predicament that we'll find ourselves in in this season people are no longer going to work some people depend on going outside you know conducting businesses doing our rendering services and then get paid and then eventually you know um you take care of your family and all that that's good is understandable in normal circumstances but in the circumstances where we are living now things are not normal they are not the way they used to be economies are failing things are going down over the other day we had the news that a barrel of oil is now down to 11 dollars per barrel that was something at the beginning of the year that was close to 35 38 dollars per barrel so you see that the world is heading towards a recession but in this season too there are things you do to come out or not be part of this recession one of it is giving this is not a season to hold this is a season to give he says when you follow this instruction this principle this principle of the word of god is not dependent on the economy of your nation it's not dependent on the policies of your country it's not dependent on your job it's not dependent on anything it's solely dependent on the word of god and the bible says that by two immutable things things in which is impossible for God to lie. God cannot lie to you. God, when you take him at his words, comes out victorious on your side because the world must surely prosper in the thing which he has sent it. So you take God at his word. You take that little that you think you are holding. You know, you say, God, I'm believing you that in this season of recession that I'm not going to be part of the famine that will be coming upon the face of the earth. I'm taking you at your word. You say in Luke chapter 6 verse 38 that when I give, it shall be given back to me. Good measure, pressed and shaking together and running over. Then when you take God at his words on this, you take that same step of faith go and give find a place find a person so that one you have not just casually you know in the next episode we will show us how and we have to give to be able to overcome um, famine in this season 
But when you take that step of faith, you are now standing on the word of God. You are not standing on the economy of your nation. You are not standing on any other thing other than the word of God. And Isaiah 55 verse 11 made it clear that so long as that word in Luke chapter 6 verse 38 has come forth, that it will not return back to God void. It must surely accomplish the good measure pressed and shaken together and running over that are supposed to be given to you until it does that the word of God will not rest the word of God in this season is the only thing we can lay our hands on I don't care the theories I don't care whatever thing people are saying is going on now you know but the Bible made us to understand something in Genesis Genesis chapter 8 verse 22 he said as the earth remains seed time and harvest as the earth remains seed time and harvest he said hot and heat and cold yes why the earth remains seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter day and night shall not cease so forget about the conspiracy theories yes i understand some persons are planning to uh, insert chips do this and do that and do that but i assure you so long as why they are doing that you know the earth as we know it is still remaining be sure that your giving will ensure that you have food on your table because the word of god cannot be broken it will ensure that you have it so one of the ways you turn it is not by going about begging people and there is a place for that especially when you need to gather yourself together to be able to launch out on your own but beyond that at this point is the point of giving is the point where you take the step and say i'm the one in this certain instance i'm the one giving to others one of the blessings of god according to um, Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 it says and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth there are responsibilities attached to the word of god there are also benefits agreeable from the word of god so when you take a step and obey the express word of god or the inspired word of god you also come back with a blessing with a resource attached to that word so even in this deuteronomy chapter 28 one of the art flows of obeying this commandment of God in verse 12 he says the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure in the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season and to bless all the work of thy hand and thou shalt lend unto many nations and thou shalt not borrow God knows that there is a principle to avoid borrowing. There is a principle to use to avoid being the one at the receiving end. Not to say that receiving is not good, but Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. 
So the person who is giving is blessed in that particular instance more than the person who is receiving. In other words, the more you continually give, the more you continually stay blessed. Before we end this episode, I want to read the final scripture for us. And it's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, Psalm chapter 1 to 6. You know, it reads, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the hidden, The Lord has done great things for them. You know, so it this paints a picture of people who were in captivity, people who never knew the next step to take, who never knew where the next meal will be coming from. You know, but something happened along the line. They said the Lord turned again their captivity. When the Bible is talking about Zion, especially when it relates to the New Testament, just have an understanding that it's talking about the church also. So there we are intervening circumstances and some things became glaring and obvious for the neighbors, for the colleagues, for the passers-by. They began to see that there is something among this person, about these persons. That's why they say, the Lord has done great things for them. Verse 3 says, the Lord has done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Child of God, there comes a time in God's life, or in your life rather, when you cry out to God, you say, turn back again my captivity. Lord, let not my state be like the state of people who are crying in this season. Let not my state be like that of those who are in shackles, not being able to do what they are supposed to do, not being able to provide for the family, not being able to take care of the persons God has given us control over, not being able to provide generally. It was a hard cry to them. Then verse 5 now made a statement. He said, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He said, He that goes forth and weeps, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. So, when you are giving, most times it's painful, most times it's not comfortable. Actually, it has never been comforting giving. It's actually more comforting receiving than it's comforting giving. But in this particular instance, he said that they were weeping despite the tears. They were going forth with precious seed, knowing that they would doubtless come back rejoicing, bringing the harvest, bringing things that will ensure that they are sustained in the time of captivity, bringing things that will ensure that their captivity is turned around. Bible said, that because of the joy that was set ahead of Jesus, that he endured the cross, he despised the shame, is also one of the things we will learn to do. When it comes to giving, it will not be sweet, especially when it looks as if that will be the last. 
you know that woman of Zarephath when in the midst of famine the prophet told her go make for me and then the oil will not stay you see man of God how can this be but eventually she obeyed and the Bible recorded that the oil did not stay that the food did not end they kept on eating until the end of the famine God bless you that is where we'll be ending it in this episode follow us in the next episode we'll talk more on other ways to overcome famine as you do that god bless you you have any question you have any um issue you need prayers or anything whatsoever please don't fail to reach out to us on the number 0703 As you do that, God will bless you richly in Jesus' name. You can also go ahead and send an email to us, wonderfulresource.wr at gmail.com. I say it again, wonderfulresource.wr at gmail.com. God bless you. See you some other time. again to your favorite podcast beside the still waters i hope um, you've been keeping safe and above all i hope also that you have been strengthening yourself in the lord and in the power of his mind according to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 okay um today we shall continue looking at the principles laid down in the scriptures for us by god himself on how believers how the entire body of believers not just believers any other person who desires will be able to overcome famine so we shall be continuing on the series of overcoming famine and um, i trust you were you were blessed in the last episode and above all also i trust that you were able to put in practice the things you've learned um, in that episode because bible made us to understand that we should be doers of the word only and not just hearers you know deceiving our own selves so we should not just be compiling messages gathering them putting them in archives you know for the sole purpose of um, thinking that we have arrived by the number of messages we've listened to but the most important thing about all these things is your ability to put in practice anything you've learned amen so today we're going to be looking at again um, another strong principle of um, overcoming famine. But before we delve into the second principle, I want to make an extension to the first principle of giving. You know, according to chapter uh, Luke chapter six, verse thirty-eight, where he said, "When you give, it shall be given back to you." Good measure, pressed and shaken together and running over. I say, "Men shall lay on your bosom." You know, someone met me in church after service one day, after I must have um, preached along this line. She was like, she has been giving, you know, actually looks as if when she is done giving, that's when um, things will start getting worse for her, you know. And um, I want to use this opportunity to address that. I don't know how far we can go with that, but I trust we should be able to make progress. It's still bothersome. 
overcoming family because what happens is that most times people give because of certain reasons people give because of um, pressure people give because of um, many other things you know but what is the secret to giving and being sure that after you are done giving you'll be able to receive it we'll be right back after this break Thank you.